And hello and welcome everyone to another installment of Comic Multiverse Commentary Edition, Matt. Yes, yes, this is a, a much anticipated commentary that we've kind of been putting off for for a couple of weeks now. Yeah, I, I mean, it's well, it's it's going to be really, really long awaited for at least one person. If everyone is out there, probably wondering to themselves why why did they choose to do Ant Man out of the blue? This movie came out in 2015. Aren't there like a hundred other movies you should have done first? <laughs> to that, I say possibly, but I also say that this this is a gift, a long overdue gift. Uh, to Michael, one of our uh, most generous members of the Patreon page. Uh, I owed him a movie for a while, and this is the one he picked. So this is the one we're going to be doing, and y'all get to come along for the ride. Isn't that fun? Yeah, he picked a good film. He did. You know, it's a nice feel-good uh, movie for a time when I think we could all use a little feel-good in our lives. So grab some snacks, uh, crack a drink. I'm, I'm going back on keto this month, so I got the sugar-free sweetened with stevia Powerade I'm drinking. Oh, nice. Yeah, trying to get back in there. And also, too, before we start, uh, not only is this episode brought to you courtesy of Michael, the very generous Patreon uh, member, but also brought to us courtesy of Justin. He's listened to the show for a very long time, and he also has a project that he wanted us to signal boost uh, right now. His uh, comic that he does is Red Knight. Number four is currently in the stages of being backed right now. As I sit and record this on Sunday night, you still got 16 days to go. That's Red Knight. Issue number four, you can check that out. Looks like a lot of fun. Justin, you know, has been a fan of the show since forever, so I'm real ha uh, happy to try and, you know, get the word out on this one. And, of course, if you go down to the description, you can find all that information linked there, and you can go uh, go check them out. Absolutely awesome. All right, so with that out of the way, then, we got the movie up in front of us right now. It's about an hour, 57.06, which is admittedly about as long as the average comic multiverse episode anyway, <laughs> give or take, with credits and everything, and this long preamble that I'm already doing. But I'm going to stop that preamble, and I'm going to count us down, and we're going to start the movie then. Cool. <laughs> so, in five, four, three, two, one, now... All right, so we got black screen and a black screen and another black screen. And all right, now the movie's starting. And it just <laughs> throws you right in there, too. Yeah, no title credits yet or anything. Mm -hmm. Right into the Triskelion. Yeah, yeah, which is still under construction because this, at the time in 2015 when this movie was new, this was the furthest we had gone back in time that wasn't Captain America related. Hmm. Still a lot of lore and stuff that they were building with S.H.I.E.L.D. and all the people involved and Tony's dad and everything. Yeah, Peggy Carter. Peggy Carter, who still gets the call back in the movies and everything, and I think that's super cool. Yeah, who was in the most recent episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Oh, really? Interesting. That, well, well I'm not going to spoil it for you, but people who have seen the episode will get that. <laughs> the show that is still going on as of 2020. Yep. Which, Christ, it's hard to believe that this movie wasn't really that long ago, but feels like forever ago now in an age of infinity wars and everything else. It, it really does, doesn't it? Yeah, huh? This, 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 this was like the final film of phase one? Yes, yes yeah. it was, technically. Yeah, so it's, it's a while ago. And I think, like, right off the bat, this movie kind of cemented Ant-Man's place in the overall Marvel Cinematic oeuvre, and that is these will be, you know, the breather movies, basically. These will be the mm -hmm. uh, palate, palate cleansers. cleansers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Jinx, owe me a Coke. We said it at the same time. <laughs> 
the the again not to be too pun heavy although i feel we're not going to be able to help that during this the uh the the smaller more personal movies mm, absolutely but it still also, has connections to these larger things like with shield and everything oh yeah massive hats off too to this disney de-aging tech this was really the first time they kind of showed it off here but holy shit again making michael douglas look that much uh younger yeah it looks really great and it would only get better. Mm-hmm. I mean, clearly they got that fountain of youth technology from Samuel L. Jackson, who never looks <laughs> like he ages in anything. They they somehow managed to computerize his DNA. <laughs> I love they made a big deal of that for Captain Marvel. Like, ooh, and we're going to digitally de-age Samuel L. Jackson. It's like, you really don't need to. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I remember seeing someone did like a comparison. They had, had like the before and after shots. And there's like, oh, you just really just got rid of like some some minor wrinkles. <laughs> <laughs> Something makeup probably could have done. <laughs> so Ant-Man had, had even at the time a very interesting and storied history. Because obviously the person who ended up directing it wasn't the person who was supposed to be directing it. There is kind of this, you know, fabled other version of Ant-Man that we never got to see. Yeah, with Edgar Wright. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of talk about what that version would have been, how it would have, you know, gone about, and why Disney was ultimately not interested in it. And really, I think that kind of set a precedent as well, to where it's like, okay, we like Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright's a fun filmmaker and everything but let's try and get people who are interested in playing ball because we have a very specific way of doing things yeah that's that that's what it sounded like it came down to edgar wright didn't want to connect it up with uh the larger mcu and just wanted to do Mm -hmm. his own thing whereas they wanted it to be part of the mcu and set everything up and it's also why it took them so long to eventually get this one out and why Ant-Man, despite the fact that he was a founding member of the Avengers, was not in the big Avengers movie. People seem to forget this movie was announced back when Iron Man was announced. Yes. Yes, it was. Which, again, it's weird to think of all the movies that gave them that much trouble, Ant-Man was the one. <laughs> yeah, the smallest one. Mm-hmm. There was also talk to early on that maybe they would have done uh, the Pym version of Ant-Man. So the fact that they actually settled on the legacy character and made it Scott is kind of interesting in and of itself. Yeah, it is. And uh, honestly, I think that was a good decision. Definitely. I mean, Paul Rudd, excellent casting. I you oh, know, was yeah. carrying I was carrying a torch for this guy for a very long time, and I thought that, you know, he was perfect for the marvel cinematic universe because he's got movie star good looks and can do comedy yep and you know you can buy him as a former uh professional criminal though they do clean up his origin here to where now he's more of an idealistic thief who robbed bad people and not just a guy who robbed because he could yeah they got to make him a bit more uh sympathetic like which again he he wouldn't be the worst uh ant-man he wouldn't be the most irredeemable of them <laughs> Again, not, not a lot of high cards in that deck between the guy who hits his wife and the guy who uses his powers to creep on women. Yeah. <laughs> now, apparently this wasn't always, uh, what is it going to be, uh, an ice cream place. Apparently this was going to be Chipotle at first, but Chipotle wouldn't sign off on it. <laughs> Baskin Robbins played ball where Chipotle Ant- would Ant-Man goes against God's will. You see, that's why Chipotle didn't want to be part of that. Yeah, really. Chipotle, hey, we're a, we're a family company. Maybe maybe single people eat Chipotle. We don't know, and we don't want to know. 
yes, Ch Chipotle staffed by a bunch of cowards. Like, we don't like the overall tone of this. It feels like you're making fun of us. <laughs> but Bashkin Robbins, they're cool. They're like, we'll fucking play ball, man. Crack yeah, your beer. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be the shield of the corporate world. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> they know everything. They always find out, man. They always find out. Also, his uh, name tag there reads Jack. I wonder if that's a reference to uh, Jack of Hearts, the guy who killed Scott Lang in the comics. <laughs> or Jack Kirby. Or Jack Kirby, yeah, too. There's a, there's a lot of little references like that. We're going to see the Al Milgram Hotel later on. Mm -hmm. This one was very reference-heavy. I wonder if that was a uh, holdover from the Edgar Wright uh, script, because obviously Wright loves putting references and easter eggs all over the place in his movies like every frame has something in it yeah probably but also marvel movies usually pretty heavy with that sort of stuff that's true it'd be nice if Wright got to come back for something at some point yeah maybe he can do a mandalorian or something mm, oh that'd be cool mm -hmm. there we go milgram hotel famous marvel artist mm-hmm <laughs> And now we're watching the movie. <laughs> I, uh, it's funny. Uh, I, I wondered, you know, when our patron picked this video for us to do, I thought to myself, I'm like, hey, did, did we do this video or did we do this movie already? No, we didn't. But I thought we did. I actually did some digging. Apparently, it's not up on the channel anymore, but we actually did do this commentary. You and me, Bat, when it was new over at Name Redacted. I honestly do not remember that. Neither do I. I went back and listened to some of it, and I'm like, nope, nope, don't remember any of this, but that's good then, so I won't repeat myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll probably repeat myself. The The real uh, fun fans, the real anal fans, they're going to go back and contrast and compare the shit we said back then to the shit we said <laughs> now. We do have the benefit of hindsight, though, now that it's like five years later. Yeah, that that's very true, yeah. And end games come out, and you know, basically the whole phase that this was ending went to another phase and another phase. Yeah. And Ant Man really ended up becoming a pivotal character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe at the end of it all. Yeah, he's kind of like the linchpin in Endgame. He really is. And I like the idea, too, that Ant Man, more than just about anyone else, probably second only to Spider Man, is that Scott Lang is the everyman of mm -hmm. these movies he's he's not a super soldier he's not like a gamma scientist he's just a guy yeah just a guy with a suit that can do stuff that sometimes doesn't want to do stuff either he can yeah. fail his big motivation here is he wants to get back with his kid mm -hmm. which is also kind of pym's thing as well he also wants to repair things with his daughter that seems to be a common theme across this yeah well that's kind of what brings them together at the end there mm -hmm. Yeah, they're both kind of crappy dads who want to be better. And heck, even the villain, Darren Cross, is kind of the end result of crappy fathering or crappy, you know, spiritual fathering. Yeah, or you're not having a father. Yeah, that too. And then looking for, for one in Pim, but Pim knows, like, the guy's insane. Yeah. So he Which, doesn't uh, want anything to do with him. Exactly. And again, too, you know, obviously in the Marvel movies... Pym wouldn't uh, create Ultron, though I think this movie actually makes a pretty solid case that Cross is uh, Pym's monster for this movie that he helped create. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. 
hey, look, it's that girl from Lost and other things, but also <laughs> Lost. Actually, she uh, she got her start on Canadian television, actually, of Angeline Lilly. Really? Yeah, she was on that show Reviews on the Run back on the day. Okay. With uh, Tommy Tellerico, who's been fucking up on Twitter, and I forget. The oh, Victor Lucas was the other guy. Victor Lucas is still a good boy, as far as I know. <laughs> but yes, she uh, whenever they would uh, show off the new controllers and the new hardware, she was like pretty girl number one. They would have her out there in the streets of Toronto being like, oh, look, it's the new, I don't know, like uh, Nintendo DS or like whatever was new and back okay. then. <laughs> yep, that's where she got her start. Oh, I think, too, I think she, uh, what is it, where it, it wasn't like quite phone sex commercials, but it was like, you know, like, oh, flirt with hot singles in your area. I think she was like in one of those commercials that played in like the Toronto area back in the day. Oh, geez. <laughs> how, how far we come as actors. <laughs> From phone sex commercials to being the 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 second star of these these films. Yep. Also, too, she's uh, wearing her mom's old haircut in this too as a reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bob. Yeah, because technically her character is not from the main universe, but from like one of the alternate universes. But she was a villain, but they repurposed her here because they wanted. <clears throat> A Van Dyne to be the Wasp, but you know the whole age difference and everything. Mm -hmm. Which I guess you know for a character who was mostly created out of whole cloth, she's done all right. Yeah, not too bad. And they didn't quite bring her into the comics, but you know they did create a younger Wasp anyway in a mm -hmm. Nadia Pym or Nadia yeah. Van Dyne. Yeah. Also, hey, who's Ant Man fucking up? In this old footage, he's fucking up the Ten Rings. You see their flags ever so briefly. Yep. This is this what I like. They've just been building up the Ten Rings. Mm-hmm. And he just said, Tales to Astonish. Yeah. And doesn't even Which, one of the guys even work for the Ten Rings? That that, that other guy? Who tries uh, to I get the serum near the end? Who is it? Who is in S.H.I.E.L.D.? I'm, I'm fairly certain he works for the Ten Rings. Right, yeah, because, like, yeah, don't they do some crazy shit in S.H.I.E.L.D. where, like, that a couple guy. of the... Yeah, like, a couple of the background guys here actually come back on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you're right. Yeah, and, I, and I'm and i fairly certain some of the guys have, like, uh, Ten Rings tattoos on their necks. Right, because they're supposed to be selling it to Hydra, but Hydra fell apart. Mm -hmm. But, like, Hydra was clearly rebuilding itself here, and this was before Winter Soldier, when it's like, oh, no, Hydra was actually inside S.H.I.E.L.D. all along. Mm-hmm. God, a, a lot happens in five years worth of movies, man, in all of these things. As I sit and remind myself, I'm like, oh, shit, there's a lot that happened. Yellow jacket suit, which is probably one of my favorite costumes. I really like yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's a good design, and you know it's a good design because Nick Spencer's uh, Scott Lang Ant-Man comic totally took it and just canonized <laughs> it. <laughs> In fact, uh, what is it? They made Darren Cross Yellow Jacket in that run, too, because uh, obviously in the comics, Cross wasn't Yellow Jacket. Uh, he was like a big pink Hulk monster that made no sense that he is one of uh, Ant-Man's arch nemesis. <laughs> also, does, doesn't he have like a, like a brother or a cousin who's also a supervillain? He's like Deadshot. So, yeah. He's Deadshot, but he's not Deadshot. What is he, like, Crossshot? No, Crossfire. Yeah, Crossfire. 
because again, I gotta I gotta put my real last name in there so the police can hunt me down. <laughs> this feels very the Rocketeer ride here, doesn't it? Like when it the, does, yeah. Like when the Nazis talk about like, oh, and we're gonna use jetpacks to take over the world. We'll use little tiny shrinking suits. I wish I turned on subtitles earlier on in the movie so I could talk and read at the same time, and now I don't want to fuck up my settings by doing it. <laughs> I've turned them on. I've had them on this whole time. <laughs> yeah. If you ever do commentary on the internet, everyone, it's good to turn subtitles on. <laughs> I do it anyway sometimes just because I like a good uh, feeling for the script as written. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a good good way to look at it. Yeah, that's how I always do it. I annoy the shit out of people I live with sometimes. But I'm like, can I turn the subtitles on? It's like, why? They speak English. Yeah, no, I always watch movies with subtitles on. Yeah. I don't know what it is about me. We're setting up here to the heist of the movie because that's what they sold Ant-Man as. It's a heist movie, not a superhero movie. And we have a thing we need to steal. Yeah, and that's what I really, I, I really enjoy heist movies. So like when Same. you get like a good one like this, it's it's quite special. I I like heist movies despite what uh, Rick and Morty might say or Dan Harmon might say that heist movies are 90% just getting the crew together. <laughs> and that's the one trick. No, that's, that's what bad heist movies do. It's 90% just getting the uh, crew together. Yeah. And, well, okay, yeah, Ocean's Eleven does that too, but I like Ocean's Eleven because they're charming people to get the crew together. Mm -hmm. Now, how fun was this little actress here? You know, usually, like, if you get a bad kid actor in something, it can be a real grating kiss of death, but she's actually quite good. Yeah, she plays off Scott and all the other actors really well. Yeah, I guess we kind of lost her because of the time skip and everything, which is a shame. Yeah. I mean, she could always come back for, like, flashback scenes and stuff. That's true. And, I mean, they aged her up, so we might get stature. Now, I do remember saying, uh, what is it, if this kid plays their cards right and if these movies run as long as I think she might be able to become stature, and, hey, they just kind of jumped ahead on that. <laughs> also, another thing I liked about this movie that you don't see in a lot of movies when, you know, they deal with divorce and everything, uh, no one's really an asshole. No, that's, yeah, that's the thing, like, usually, like, the cliche thing is the the woman will get, like, a new husband, like, like mm. here, and he'll be a total dick, but he's not. No, he's, like, he's trying to help, he's trying to help Scott. <laughs> yeah, he's, he is reasonable, his ex-wife is reasonable, everyone is reasonable, and in fact, they only become more reasonable at the end. Yeah, and then, yeah, going into the second one, yeah. No. Way to, way to buck trends, everybody. And also, too, you know, doing a little social commentary as well about an ex-con like uh, Scott, who's maybe a little too smart for his own good. But uh, even with all of his skills and everything, no one's going to hire him because he is an ex-con. Mm -hmm. So the circle of uh, crime and criminality continues. <laughs> Which is also really interesting uh, from a Marvel standpoint, being like, yeah, he didn't start as a hero. He started 
as a petty criminal, but really when you stop and think about it, some of Marvel's most famous, most beloved heroes also started as bad guys as well. Yeah, Hawkeye, mm-hmm. I guess Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. Yeah, they certainly were. Gambit, Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, Marvel's basically at a point there in the 90s was just like a big old anti-hero factory. Mm-hmm. Venom. Yep. Ah, his horn there played La Cucaracha, which means the cockroach. (laughs) The insect theme is strong with this. I forgot Darren, like, turns this guy into, like, mush. Yes, yes, he does, which is admittedly pretty damn brutal, even for, like, you know, uh, fun for the whole family type of movie, where it's like, he Mm. just didn't kill him, he destroyed him. (laughs) His family will not be able to have a funeral. There's not enough left of him to bury. (laughs) Yeah, gross. (laughs) Like, you'd have more respect if you just shot him in the head. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Let that be a reminder, everyone. If you leave the urinal and someone wants to talk to you, it's never a good sign. (laughs) They're probably going to try and turn you to mush. They're probably going to try and turn you to goo, so you should be like, no, no, no goo today, no, just to really freak him the fuck out. Eh, someone is shooting off fireworks outside, or it's gunshots, I'm not sure. <laughs> it's one or the other. Yeah, it's a full-scale riot outside, but we're doing the Ant-Man commentary. So. Yeah, really, come hell or high water, this is happening. Because <laughs> the show must go on, damn it. <laughs> Social reform and building a better world can wait because we need to talk about a superhero movie from 2015. (laughs) That we did once before, but neither Matt nor myself can remember what we said on it. In Stranger Times, that's how long it's been, Matt. You and I retconned our whole careers in the five years since this came out. Yeah, none of us can remember. We need fucking Wally West to come in here and touch us. Yeah, really. But that doesn't work for uh, doesn't work for Connor Kent though. You just can't touch him and have memories come back. Apparently, <laughs> even though we've stated that as a precedent. Oops. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the very the very sad math trying to break down the numbers. <laughs> I can make this. We've all had to do sad math like Scott is doing here, and the answer is never what you want, no matter how you cut it. <laughs> the answer is always can I can I get away with robbing a bank? <laughs> what if what if I only eat cup of noodle for <laughs> the next three years? <laughs> Also, you might die. That's a that's a lot of salt. We haven't talked about Michael Pena yet in the uh, supporting cast here, but really strong supporting cast. Yeah, all, all of them are really great. Again, I don't know if they improved a lot, but it feels like they improved a lot. Oh, it absolutely does. Like this this whole thing that Michael Pena does, where he explains everything, that feels like something he would have improvised at the time. Mm. Which becomes Louise's signature and comes back multiple times, his long-form story. Mm-hmm. Did you see, I think it was I think it was before Endgame came out, they had him do a video, for, I think it was for Comic-Con last year or the year before, that recapped the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. I did, and it was genius, and I'm glad he got to do that. Yeah. 
I've always thought Pena was a underrated performer. He did this, and then I think a couple uh, years later, he did that uh, End of Watch movie that was also pretty good. That was a really great film. Yeah. Found footage cop movie, which you think there would be more of, but there isn't. Mm. Well, that's because like all the cops hide their body cam footage yeah really because because they're all it wouldn't wouldn't be realistic it wouldn't be realistic you know (laughs) no it wouldn't (laughs) hey why does the movie stop after five minutes when things just started getting heated yeah yeah why did that happen yeah why did the video cut out but the sound didn't you could hear gunshots (laughs) (laughs) we don't know And now here we have the classic heist movie montage of getting stuff together. Mm-hmm. I like that the uniforms literally fell off the back of a truck. Yep. Now again, I hope when they eventually do that uh, Hawkeye show that a uh, Captain Tracksuit here can come back because he's clearly a member of the Tracksuit Draculas, as you can see. <laughs> also, that's a very happy-looking waffle with uh, whipped cream and strawberries. I could go for one of them right about now. I like that that's Luis's things. He's a, he's a, he's a hardened criminal, but he makes waffles. <laughs> yeah. Well, everyone needs a snack when planning a heist. <laughs> You know, th- this movie, too, is funny, even though it's about, like, a thief and everything and superhero stuff comes in later. I-, I mentioned The Rocketeer before, but again, this movie really has a lot of DNA of stuff like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and Flubber mm-hmm. and, like, a lot of those, like, Disney f- live-action movies when you yeah. stop and think about it. And, like, it shouldn't work, and yet it does. Yeah, yeah. And I, th- well, I think as well it helps they got Peyton Reed to do it, who's kind of familiar with those type of films. Yeah. And Peyton Reed, who basically got to keep coming back and keep doing these, which was nice. Yeah, he's coming back for the third one, which I'm happy about. He gets to finish off his trilogy. He's like one of only a couple of directors that get to finish off their trilogy. Yeah, that's nice. I appreciate that. And Jeff Loveness is going to be writing it, which is Mm. hilarious because I made the Rick and Morty reference before. Loveness wrote like all your favorite episodes of Rick and Morty this season. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think he wrote the heist episode, which I think is hilarious that he's going to be writing uh, the Ant-Man movie. <laughs> also, like, H- Harmon talks shit about, like, heist movies and everything, and I can tell he's not a fan of superhero movies, but he actually wrote, like, a couple scenes in Doctor Strange. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, the worst episode of Rick and Morty, I think we can all agree, is The Vindicators, mainly because he gives up on talking about superheroes halfway in because he just can't be asked. <laughs> Hey, look, Scott's a smart guy. Look, he can figure shit out. (laughs) What a fun scene of showing that he's quite intelligent and not just a regular run-of-the-mill crook. Also, I'm I'm not sure if this is an actual thing, but it feels realistic enough that it could actually be real. Yeah, my my movie-viewing mind won't question it right now. Like, this seems right enough.
Now, it's a good thing he found, you know, the basement where he just keeps his super suit, not, you know, the other basement where he keeps his weird sex collection. <laughs> How is Dan the yellow door if he just took a left? <laughs> just took a left. Totally different movie at that point. <laughs> Give me back my gimp suit, Scott. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying Michael Douglas could quite possibly have that kind of basement. He is the—he is a man who no shit said, I got throat cancer from giving so much oral sex over the years. <laughs> and it's like, Michael, I don't, I don't think that's how that works, but okay. It does for him. <laughs> I mean, weird flex, but all right. <laughs> you want to know how good I am at head, kids? I got throat cancer from it. <laughs> You wish you were that good. <laughs> and I mean, there was an era of films there where it's like, man, Michael Douglas is so attractive, all these women are going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he made like three movies in a row that that was the plot. Uh, what is it? Disclosure? Uh, what, what was the other one there? Uh, what is it? Uh, uh, where the friggin- yeah, I know the one you're talking about. Oh, what is it called? Where, where the woman kills the rabbit. Yeah. Oh, fuck. What is it called again? Oh, I can't remember. Uh, not not sleeping with the enemy. What the fuck was it called? Oh my god! I had Glenn Close to, in it. Yes, to Google. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll figure this out. We'll look at Michael Douglas's whole <laughs> oeuvre. Yeah, we we can pinpoint the exact moment he got throat cancer. He got that throat <laughs> cancer. Which again, you know, talk about great casting. He really is a uh, good casting for this movie. I, I definitely oh, yeah. buy him. I buy him as Pim in, like, you know, the warm fatherly stuff, but I also buy him in the, oh, yeah, you could probably be a real asshole. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you definitely punched a, through a few wars in your lifetime. Uh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, you you have wall-punching energy. <laughs> let's, let's just put it that way. Uh, basic Instinct, yeah, there's another yeah. one in that genre of uh, Michael Douglas is just so attractive he makes women crazy. Yeah, I call those movies sex thrillers. Yes, they're there. <laughs> because uh, that's what they are. They really are. Fatal Attraction, was that the one? Yes, Fatal Attraction. Yes. yes, Fatal Attraction was the one. Uh, it's funny, too, you know, Michael Douglas has also played a vigilante before because he was defense and falling down, which is basically <laughs> Joel Schumacher's actual gritty urban vigilante yeah. movie before he made Batman and Robin. Yeah. That film was great, though. It is. I, I, I mean, it's a little hard to watch nowadays. Oh, yeah. But oh, yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> I am a straight white man, and I am angry, and I will take it out on the world. Basically, uh, Michael Douglas played the world's first incel, is what we're saying. <laughs> Why does Coke not cost what it used to? <laughs> that makes me mad. <laughs> Also, L.A. is a bad place is the other takeaway from that movie. Actually, fuck, Falling Down is a lot like that Joker movie, only, you know, at least they kill the guy at the end of that movie, and they're like, no, he was wrong, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or he might have had some points, but he went about it the wrong way. <laughs> now, apparently this day on set when they killed that little sheep there, uh, they actually had, like, lamb chops and catering, and everyone was kind of bummed. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they actually slaughtered that lamb for the crew. <laughs> yeah, for this, yeah. Yeah, you freaked out? Yeah, you should be.
this movie too I enjoy because it actually gets into the basically body horrorness of what shrinking would probably do to you and how it would fuck up your mind the first mm-hmm. time you did it. Yeah, yeah. If you do it like un, uh, unrestricted, unguarded, mm-hmm. unsupervised. Yeah, it'd fuck you up. Yeah, for real. And that, yeah, you know, things that aren't dangerous to you at this height would be very dangerous to you at the shorter height. <laughs> like rats and vacuums. Exactly. <laughs> now, I like the suit, too. I know some people complain saying it looked a little too Power Ranger, but I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And his suit it, in the it, comics basically it, became like this, suit. too, eventually. Yeah. Yeah, it's I, a I nice like the marriage second... of lots of things. I like the second one more, the one he uses in um, uh, Civil War. Yeah, yeah. Scott, did you put on that old man's weird sex suit? (laughs) Also, too, apparently they wanted to get uh, Rick Moranis to cameo in this movie just because of the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids connection. They couldn't (laughs) do it, but... Also, clean your tub, man. <laughs> Scrubbing bubbles, they're not expensive. <laughs> Make That's that good. shit shiny. What's really cool as well is a lot of these shots are actually in camera. Like, Oh, really? Like a lot of them use the, um, oh, what's the camera called? Tilt shift. Oh. Which is a form cool. of, of, it's like a lens. It's a form of photography where it makes things look miniature. Nice, nice. Now look, Michael Pena has a chain wallet and no one makes fun of him for it, but everyone makes fun of my chain wallet. Well, yeah, why Michael, is that? Man? Michael Pena is cool. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> this would be really awesome if it wasn't terrifying. <laughs> yeah. The, the fucking dread that comes with shrinking again, uh, that this will be weird for you, but me giving credit to Tom King, uh, what is it in Heroes in Crisis, when Blue Jay talks about him having that recurring nightmare of shrinking mm-hmm. and, like, drowning in his own bed and everything. I'm like, yeah, that's that's pretty horrifying, and that's basically what we're tapping into here. This also won't be the first time in the movie, either, where Ant-Man uh, almost gets killed by music. <laughs> It's a recurring theme. Also, why are you people partying and raving? It's the middle of the day. Are you still partying and raving from last night? Is this in, your job? In a hotel. Yeah, <laughs> really? Is, like the, the weirdest place for a rave. Yeah, you know, in New York, it's a pop-up rave. It's all the rage. <laughs> If that had been a more modern vacuum, he'd been fucked. Yeah, he'd have been dead. He's lucky it's one of them old bag numbers. I I don't have carpet. I can't remember the last time I owned a vacuum. (laughs) And again, because it's New York, you're never far from rats. I thought it was San Francisco. Oh, yeah, that's right. They are. Yeah, again, another thing that makes them different. Also, hey, a nice Saturday Night Live cameo from a man who was also Ant-Man. Yeah. I wonder how many people actually got that. (laughs) No, I'm sure very few, because, again, that's like 
it was like a weird off the wall sketch, but how fun is it that they got him in there for it? <laughs> I mean, if they had Eddie Murphy as Gumby, I'm sure more people would get that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's what's the legality on that? Where it's like, well, he stole, but he brought it back, so <laughs> I I I do believe we have to go to the famous case of finders v keepers. <laughs> In which losers are weepers. Yes, yes, here. It's it, it stated here in the syllabus. <laughs> also, uh, what is it? Uh, it, it, it? Imitating a lawyer? I'm sure that's illegal, too. Uh, what is it? <laughs> representing yourself when you're not? <laughs> <laughs> Again, Pim, he's not afraid to break some laws. <laughs> no, he doesn't give a fuck. No, clearly not. He he can just shrink away, as we see in two. If things <laughs> get too hot, he'll just shrink down until his creditors leave him alone. I guess, too, with Pym, you see kind of like the other end of it where someone like Stark is like a pain in the ass, but he's charming. Mm -hmm. Where Pym is also incredibly brilliant and a pain in the ass, but he's more of a weirdo recluse. Yeah, or he's like that, he's that older generation. Just, of genius. Like, just would rather say what they have on their mind. Mm -hmm. Also, hey, well, you were heist uh, uh, montaging me, I was heist montaging you. <laughs> It was me, Scott, all along. <laughs> Which, again, is also very Ocean's Eleven. Now, here's what you saw happen, but what was actually happening was... <laughs> you know, when they go back and watch that tape later, they're probably going to have some questions. Yeah, like, why is it, why is it covered in ants? <laughs> it's a good thing they didn't go back and watch it. Also, hey, nice Chekhov's gun moment here, them setting up his daughter's room and all of her toys and stuff in here that will be used as props for the big battle later. The, this movie does that a lot because earlier when, when Scott came into the building, they set up the rave and like mm. the, the, the little girl and her, her mother with the vacuum and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, I'm sure I knew the answer to this before, but why only some ants have wings and some don't? Isn't it like a species? I know some, it's like a, a gender thing, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought, you know, because I learned everything I know about ants from the Woody Allen movie, Ants. <laughs> <laughs> the great educational documentary, Ants. I think also, like it's it it's with that that whole like worker soldier thing yeah 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 if you know the answer please tell us in the comments section below <laughs> why some ants have wings and some don't 
Yeah, apparently, too, when it came to designing the ants, they wanted to really, you know, soften them up and shine them up so they wouldn't be horrifying the way giant insects normally would be. <laughs> oh, they should have made them really horrifying. Yeah, really. Just scar all the kids for life in the movie theater. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you could very easily do an Ant-Man book that was some kind of, like, gross body horror thing. Mm-hmm. Like, Ant-Man versus the bedbugs. Ugh. Bedbugs are nightmarish, everyone, in case you didn't know. You you know how bedbugs are reproduced, Matt? I'd rather not know. Ah, well, you see, the uh, male has a sword-like penis that it uses to quite literally stab its mate. They, they have vaginas, but that's not how it works. They literally stab other bedbugs <laughs> into existence. <laughs> oh, but it gets better. Sometimes, uh, what is it, male bedbugs will just stab each other, because why not? <laughs> They and then sometimes, picky. no, they ain't picky. And then sometimes they'll find like silverfish or other like bugs, and they'll just penis stab them to death as well. <laughs> because bed bugs are hellish monsters. <laughs> Again, you mean to tell me that there's not a great like Ant Man story in there somewhere where Ant Man's like, I need to destroy all the bed bugs. <laughs> These things are all working for Hydra. Hydra's trying to create a strain of bedbugs to do their bidding. <laughs> like, remember in New York a couple years ago, that was a big thing. Like, oh, bedbugs are taking over. There's bedbugs everywhere. If it's not bedbugs, it's those goddamn murder hornets. Oh, yeah. Man, that's a... Seriously, if the murder hornet is not a new Ant-Man villain in the next couple years, I'm going to be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> And the murder hornet will talk like this. I am your reckoning, Scott Lang. There, there. You, you got the waspinator voice, everyone. I pulled that one out. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I'm sure you saw the same tweet I did. Murder hornets showed up, were ready to wreck shit, then they saw everything else that was happening in the world, and they're like, you know what? We can read the room. We'll come back next year. <laughs> <laughs> it will come back this time next year. Murder Hornets out. You guys work this shit out. The set dressing here is really good because this looks totally like old man house, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Right down to the ants. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Every old man's house floor is covered in ants. <laughs> Forget the floor is made of lava, the floor is made of ants. <laughs> <laughs> ants that could probably kill you. Yeah, really. You know, this is how you get ants, right? Just loud archer yelling about ants. <laughs> now, how do I not kill all the ants who helped me? <laughs> Parting the sea of ants like Moses. Careful, Scott, they can smell fear. Yeah, and they do. Yeah. <laughs> That's gonna hurt the real se resale value of the house, is all I'm saying. Yes, three bath, two bedrooms. Thousands of thousands of <laughs> yeah, ants. Sea of ants. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a bit of a fixer-upper, but, you know, it's in a great school district. <laughs> yeah, it's a sex dungeon. And... <laughs> sex dungeon. You know, great commute. There's a Walmart around the corner. <laughs> also, uh, Pim having enslaved the ants to do his menial tasks. Mm-hmm. 
He's he's basically like Rick with the butter robot when you stop and think about it, only it's just Ants that he's enslaved to do his bidding. <laughs> it's good, too, that Ants won't, you know, question the higher mysteries. You know, what with their brains being small and ant-like. And now we're also just watching the movie. <laughs> Does anyone actually have cubed sugar anymore? I don't yeah, think no, I've I ever... I don't, we don't get that here, so yeah. Yeah, well, why is that a popular thing? It's not like that's something I just see at the store regularly, cubes of sugar. I wonder how many ants fall into, like, his coffee. In the <laughs> and die every day. <laughs> oh, no, all, I, I, all because he wants a couple of cubes of sugar. <laughs> oh, no, I ate more ants again. <laughs> <laughs> that happens, you know, in this business. We call that the price of doing business. You're going to eat some ants. <laughs> I like, too, that Wasp, like, really just has no time for Scott for the bulk no. of the movie, which is interesting that, you know, they become an item near the end because she really doesn't give a shit about him for, like, the first 90 minutes. And, yeah, and, I, and I, I like it as well because it's she it's her going about how, like, she's trained to do all this. She can do it, but her dad doesn't want her to do it because yeah. of what happened to her mother. Yeah, yeah. To where even that becomes a running joke. Where it's like, no, I built her a suit. No, her suit's definitely better than yours. <laughs> Hers has blasters. It's also, too, in this scene, doesn't uh, Scott say the obvious? And that is, shouldn't we call the Avengers? And he's like, nah, that's yeah. stupid. <laughs> Yeah, I I, I kind of like how like, Hank's Pym kind of disdain for the Avengers. Or, or yeah. Mainly for the reason, just because Tony Stark leads them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And his dad was a dick to me one time. I, I'm <laughs> great at holding on to grudges. I wonder if they'll ever uh, do something with that in later movies, if uh, Pym will ever uh, come closer to the Avengers as a unit. Yeah, maybe. Maybe after Endgame. Yeah, I mean, it's, it feels like, you know, you need a, a resident science guy, and he's a good old-timey science guy. Mm -hmm. And I guess we have his wife, too, as the other wasp, so there you go. Yeah, put him in charge of, like, a science division for the Avengers or something. Hell, get Avengers Mansion, and they can run it. Mm -hmm. I think they never really nice. did anything with that whole thing that ended in in Age of Ultron, where they had that facility and it was full of people. Yeah, with, like, yeah. Selvig and all that, and they never did anything with that. Do something else no. with that. No, yeah, it's one of those weird, as we look back on it now, what hanging threads are still hanging five years later. <laughs> also tying into a bigger theme of redemption as well, too, which works for a character like Scott. Yep. We're not, we're not all born heroes. Some of us have to work that much harder to be a hero, and isn't that, you know, more inspiring? <laughs> steal in and break some shit yes redeem yourself of your past of thievery by thieving more shit <laughs> I like that Bobby Cannavale here has kind of like 
like kind of like a C plot where him and his partner are like trying to track down like yeah what's yeah. happening with Scott Lang why is Hank Pym involved what what was this weird bored dude at at Pym Tech doing and again he he's always one step behind but that's not yeah. to say he's stupid he probably would have figured it all out eventually mm-hmm. man the sheep budget in this place <laughs> Must be through the roof. It's like, all right, I'm going through your statement. That thanks, thanks to them, there's a shortage of lamb in the U.S. Because <laughs> they keep yeah, shrinking you know, it. Well, Mr. Cross, I've looked over your taxes here, and there's a lot of write-offs here for sheep. I don't, I don't get it. Also, he flicked the cute little lamb. In case you were wondering if he's the villain, that's the <laughs> kick. The, that's the kick the dog moment. Only yeah. it's the flick the lamb moment. Yeah, he would have spat on it if he could have. Yeah, really, because he's that much of an asshole. (laughs) I think we should call the Avengers. There you go. There's the one. Also, there's a there's a bit too that was in the trailer that I don't think actually makes it into the movie where they like go through all the different uh, possible names for Ant Man. Well, what about Giant Man? What about Goliath? What about etc. etc. Which again is another reason why I think these Marvel movies have been so successful. They're not afraid to lean into more of the sillier aspects. Oh yeah, well they treat they treat the movies like comic books, like what they are based on. And to, you know, also, you know, be kind of like self-aware to be like, look, we know what you and the audience are probably thinking. And because of that, we're going to meet that off at the pass. Mm-hmm. Loud noises. Also, I mean, let's face it, Evangeline Lilly's clearly put in more in this operation than you guys have. You're just planning from your house. She started dating the guy, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, she's in it. She's in it. Yeah. She knows everything. Yeah, she she can't leave. She's that far in it. You guys, you got to give her a little credit. Come on. To which I'm sure Pim's like, well, I, w- I would have dated him myself, but it wouldn't have worked. <laughs> I tried. I made several passes that, at that, him. That was his plan to set Scott up with Darren. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I originally wanted to do, but, you know, it didn't, didn't work out. His didn't daughter get past just the beta. torpedoed it. <laughs> <laughs> didn't get past the beta set. <laughs> This, uh, this movie, too, also having uh, one of my personal favorite training montages, as that's basically all of Act 2, is him having to learn and master the powers and everything. Yeah, I, I like that he's, like, while he's smart and everything, he's he's not like, like some of the other heroes where they, they just know Kung mm. Fu or something. He has to, like, learn all this sort of stuff. And it's even better because all that stuff starts coming back into this into the series in civil war when he uses it all on like on like black widow and and the avengers mm-hmm. when fighting Indeed. them again his arc is pretty interesting of you know being the most outside 
the box, you know, Marvel hero that he possibly could be, to getting invited by Captain America to help him out, but still kind of being like the last guy he wanted to call <laughs> to finally in Endgame, you know, friggin' what is it, punching the shit out of one of those uh, Thanos dreadnoughts. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, man, this this dude came a long way, didn't he, from breaking into some <laughs> old man's house from an ex-con who couldn't get a job and couldn't get his kid back. And again, that's that's what comics are good for. It's those big long story arcs that you know really make you fall in love with characters and the movies were able to capture that. Mhm. It's symbiotic, but not a symbiote. That's some other shit. <laughs> we don't we, we don't own that yet. Somewhere there's like a like an alternate universe where like he shrinks, but like he enlarges inside the lock. <laughs> Yeah, sh- short movie. That's a, that's a Marvel <laughs> what if, and then he died. <laughs> also explaining in greater detail how shrinking, it's not just shrinking, he can do other stuff with his mask that can, you know, make him a decent fighter. Yeah, he has the proportional strength of a grown man. Yeah. Well, at that size, so he can't punch too hard or fucking blow someone's guts out or something. Mm-hmm. Or, as we've said time and time again, all Ant-Man needs to do to end any fight is just swim up their dickhole and punch them from the inside. <laughs> yeah, climb up their ass. Yeah, that's all he gotta do, and then the fight will be over. Which is really funny, because like we, we keep saying that, and they literally did the exact same thing on Legends of Tomorrow. Yes, they, they killed did. Rasputin. Yeah, they did. <laughs> again because legends of tomorrow isn't written by cowards yeah <laughs> they're not afraid they're not cowards like these writers yeah they're they're not afraid of death by little man crawling up your ass and punching you from the inside <laughs> though again you know uh what is it the adam did have a problem with occasionally forgetting he had powers yeah or owned a suit. <laughs> As everyone on that show tends to do. Oh, crap, we have powers, don't we? <laughs> we? We were just having so much fun vamping here and joking around, we forgot we could do things. <laughs> Is there actually a breed of ant called crazy ants? I was just thinking that. <laughs> How have I never noticed that before all my times I've watched this movie? There's a breed of ant called crazy ant. What makes them so crazy? They all seem pretty good. <laughs> Is it because they jitter? Is that why? <laughs> why don't they call them tweaker ants? Uh, he put a big hole in Pim's yard. Yeah, that's okay. He's got some stuff he's got to bury anyway. <laughs> Bodies. Yeah, really. Too many UPS guys who ask too many questions <laughs> about the sex layer. <laughs> and the floor of ants. Um, again, you could do such a body horror thing with Ant-Man if you really wanted to. Oh, yeah. I'm sure there's been pictures like, like oh, an yeah. Ant- Ant-Man Max. Yeah, Ant-Man horror series. Yeah, how come there hasn't been an Ant-Man, Max? You're absolutely right. There's enough <laughs> material there for any of them, really. 
Oh, you'd have to you'd have to do it um, uh, with the other guy. Oh, the oh. guy that Kirkman created, the irredeemable Ant Man. Yeah, what's his O'Grady. name? O'Grady. O'Grady, yeah, Eric O'Grady. You'd have to do it with that sex weirdo. Yeah, again, Eric O'Grady should totally be like Ant, uh, Black Ant. He should totally be the villain uh, for the third one. Yeah, and it should be that he is he's the inverse of Scott. You know, he's the evil version of him. All you, all you do is you make it as like, oh, he was the first guy Hank went to, but then Hank realized that, oh, no, this guy's uh, fucking a weirdo and sex pervert and whatnot. Yeah, I, I realized I was wrong on that one. And Bet on the wrong horse. They, there can only be one sex pervert in this old creepy mansion. <laughs> yes, and that's me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure people would complain to her. It's like, oh, geez, we're having another palette swap. You know, another palette swap fight. The Marvel movies love that. You know, Killmonger, Ironmonger, everything else. They're just palette swaps, which I'm like, yeah, that's comics and it's cool. <laughs> yeah, this is like a staple of comics. Yeah, shut up. There's always the guy who does the same thing you do, but evil. <laughs> that's what it do. And when you're smart, you can think of good reasons why it do. I also had a pitch, too, for another uh, Ant-Man movie, and that is they should really just say that in between movies, Hank Pym totally picked up all the parts of Ultron that he could. And it's like, well, you know, Tony Stark was an idiot, but I bet I could build a better Ultron. I mean, it exists. It was in that damage control bunker in Spider-Man. Yeah, fuck it. Uh, Ant-Man 3, they fight Ultron. Why not? Get Spader back. Well, he builds a better Ultron. And exactly. it's just like the vacuum cleaner one. <laughs> it's actually, you know what? You could actually probably do Joe Costa being like, yeah, I built a yeah. robot wife back in the day. <laughs> Don't ask why. When my own wife was dead. It's not creepy. <laughs> she was in the sex dungeon this whole time. Yeah, really. It's, it's very creepy, Hank. How long did you have Joe Costa here? <laughs> Yeah, Lady Ultron. Yeah, that's a good pitch. That's that's actually a pretty decent pitch. That way you get Joe Costa in there. And maybe you don't kill her at the end like you kill all the Marvel villains. Maybe she's like, you know what? I exist now. I'm human. Robo rights. I'm off to have my own adventures. I actually quite like Joe Costa in the comics now, what Dan Slott and them were writing for her. Yeah, she's really cool. Yeah. She went a bit crazy in that Machine Man tie in though but yeah 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 you know this is about to happen i can't believe that story is still going on mm. pandemic man i also read the first uh spider-man outlawed which ties into that champions thing i'm like wow they got one issue of this and then like two months of nothing <laughs> yeah that event ain't gonna do well <laughs> yeah it's like hey guys i know this was already like a bit of a controversial story to do civil war but with all these beloved junior characters well we're back now <laughs> and then really- is, is that tying in with empire because then empire is coming out in a couple of weeks <laughs> i don't think so i think outlawed is literally just like background dressing for all the young hero books and uh, so excuse- it doesn't matter to the larger event yeah no and an excuse to put out a new new warriors and like a couple other books that are going to be outlawed adjacent yeah, that's true where i'm like well i felt like you could have just done that anyway you didn't need a big event to do this but all right current marvel comics everyone this will age well whatever happened to that that team that uh nadia pym set up 
But oh, like yeah. all girls, they were. I think they were all like in, insect adjacent. Uh, it was. It was called Girl, wasn't it? Agents of Girl, wasn't that just in uh, her own book? I think so. I, th- I I always thought it was like getting a spinoff or something. Uh, I heard that was really good. That second run where they like tackled uh, like mental illness and everything because she's uh, <laughs> she's bipolar. Nadia Pym. I kept <laughs> meaning to go back and read that because when I was railing against Heroes in Crisis and they're like, no, 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 this is a superhero book that actually deals with mental illness well. Yeah, because I know it, it led out of that other ant-man book where her and uh and scott got transported into the microverse right yes spun out of that right which was the mark wade miniseries after spencer's uh mm-hmm. came to an end spencer scott lang ant-man series is excellent everyone if you're it looking is. for some reading and if you liked the movie go read that it's really well put together mm-hmm and it has a beginning, met, middle, and end, and he basically got to, you know, do exactly what he wanted, and there was no, nothing really fucked him over. No. There's like oh, a no. greatish... Hank is talking to the mirror again. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Grandpa forgot his brain medicine. <laughs> it's okay. You can still walk down ramps. There you go. <laughs> and drink water. <laughs> like a normal person. <laughs> Man, there's a story I've been pitching forever. I pitched it for Dr. Fate, but I think it would work just as well for Hank Pym or any of the older uh, guys in the Marvel Universe. What happens if a superhero, like, legit got Alzheimer's with, like, all that power? Wouldn't that be terrifying? That would be really cool. I think, that, I think like, Jeff Johns kind of tried to do that with um, uh, Johnny Thunder. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's like, yeah, that's a JSA story for sure. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, yeah, one like Dr. Fate gets Alzheimer's. So they got to like get all the other old heroes out of their homes and retirement communities to like help talk them down. Yeah. But no, and also that you can also like tell the story of like a hero forgetting his victories and stuff. Yeah, and oh, yeah. Oh, all that sort so of stuff. And how, yeah. And how sad that'd be. Oh, that's a black label book right there, Matt. And like he's and like he's stuck remembering this battle that he couldn't finish and everything, and because he's magical, he's making it real and fucking with the fabric of reality. Mm-hmm. Also, this is a good flashback scene right here. Really, uh, really well done. Douglas actually gets to act in this one, real mm-hmm. good. Yeah, he's so good in this mainly because he thinks it's real. Yeah, really. No, I really. <laughs> they they I really told him it was all man. real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, Michael, you actually did this. You actually did stop a Russian missile back in the day. <laughs> yes, I knew I did. <laughs> That's some Lawrence Olivier shit there. It's like, what did Michael Douglas do to prepare for this role? Well, he bought this house and filled it with thousands of ants and lived amongst <laughs> them. He's a method actor, you see. <laughs> yeah, he also put a sex dungeon in the basement, but we didn't tell him to do that. <laughs> no, nah, he just did it, which, you know, we we, we, we respect that commitment to yeah, the Yeah, he craft. brought all his own stuff from home as well. <laughs> <laughs> we saw shit that would make Fifty Shades of Grey fans blush. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the hair as a reference to the comics, but I will admit watching it now in 2020, the hair is slightly distracting on her. <laughs> it does. It does kind of look like a wig. Very much is. so. It probably is. 
I like to Scott's not afraid to being like, all right, you guys have the, you know, deeper, more compelling family shit. I'll just hang back on this one and let you guys have this character developing moment. <laughs> I mean, I'm the star of this movie, but whatever. It's all good. Yeah, I'll be in oh. the dungeon. Yeah. And now here's the part of Rocky where he's getting better and everything. Yeah, he's going to go run up the stairs. He's just going to be in <laughs> Philadelphia and just going to run up the Rocky stairs. Hearts on fire, strong desire. <laughs> And yes, I know that's the fourth one, but still, it's cheesier. I like this idea. He like designs like all this shit for like ants. How uh, how much shit do you think that Pim just lost over the years, shrinking down? Where it's like, well, <laughs> lost that. Not gonna find that ever again. <laughs> yeah, dropped it in like the cracks of like the the wooden floors. Yeah, well, I I had the cure for cancer, but up oh, there it goes down the couch cushions. Never getting that back. <laughs> it's too small. Sorry. <laughs> hey, look, drone ants with actual drone cameras. Yeah, I think that's that's kind of a hilarious take on that. <laughs> very, <laughs> very funny. Also, hey, I forgot this movie had a, a cameo by the Falcon in it. That was actually pretty cool. Hmm. And a cameo they hid from the trailers, didn't they? Well, there was one frame of him in the in the trailer, and it was of his um his gun. But in the background, you could see his wing. Right. But yeah, they did and a it, really good job of hiding it. Yes, which is cool, and I and I I loved it too because you know the theater that I saw it in, everyone was super in love with Anthony Mackie and the Falcon. I'm like, hey, good for him, you know, good for this character getting over with audiences. I like this. He realizes it's a, it's a, it's an Avengers facility. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> no one's home. Now nah, the Avengers put up a little sign out to lunch. Be back in five. <laughs> Which I mean, shit at this point, uh, they had conquered all the evils. Basically mm-hmm. everything was fine. Yeah. Which, again, funny, too, that Nick Spencer would write the Ant-Man series and he would also write the Sam Wilson Falcon series where he became uh, Captain America. Yeah. To have these two characters share this much screen time. (laughs) (laughs) I am cut. Falcon's like, bullshit, this is 2015. No one's a big fan of Falcon yet. (laughs) They will be, but give it time what you really really want (laughs) (laughs) also hey uh, Ant-Man I noticed you and I our costumes have basically the same color scheme and that offends me (laughs) (laughs) there can be only one yeah you're kind of hobbiting my whole shit and I don't like it (laughs) Do you have guns? Little tiny shrinking guns? No. But imagine if he did, though. Little tiny shrinking guns. (laughs) That would be so dangerous. (laughs) Well, then he'd be overpowered, Ant-Man, and they'd have to nerf him in the next update if he had little tiny guns. I mean, shit, it's enough when Hawkeye puts him on an arrow and shoots him at something. Oh, I got him in the Kamara lock. He got him in the Kamara lock. <laughs> tap out, tap out. Yeah, tap out, Falcon. He'll break your arm. <laughs> uh, Falcon comes back with a folding chair. 
Yes, that's uh, that's another thing in my costume now. I can shoot folding chairs. Yeah, he keeps it on his back. <laughs> At all times, you never know when you're going to need it. <laughs> It'd been a bit, I forgot what that joke was. I forgot who uh, came out. I, I, I like that this is also like called back to in in civil war as well when he does the yes. exact same thing to the iron man armor yes he does it's like it's all connected or something now i forget is not the post credit scene in this uh movie uh what is it is isn't it like a little scene from winter soldier yeah where they have bucky in the in the arm right. press thingy yeah 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 and they're going to recruit Ant-Man. And how is it I can remember that? <laughs> but I can't yeah, well, remember. Maybe because it's literally a scene from Civil War. I guess, yeah. But I can't remember birthdays, but I can remember what the post credit <laughs> scenes are. <laughs> nice sweater vest. I, I guess love just... Th- yeah, nice cardigan. I, lo- I love this scene because Hank doesn't give Scott the praise he wants he he just he gives it to himself mm-hmm. it's like i did all this what a nice character moment no wonder <laughs> darren cross wants to kill you and you're distant with your own daughter <laughs> we're learning so much about you you fucking weirdo genius you Hello, I'm just taking my new leather jacket for a walk. Hope you don't mind. <laughs> just a creepy bald men breaking into his house. I suppose that's probably natural for him. Yeah, this is a common occurrence. <laughs> yeah. Again, this is his uh moment to have a big villain speech, which again, you know, at this era we were still talking about the disposability of a lot of, you know, Marvel villains. And, you know, Cross certainly probably doesn't uh, hit the top ten, but this is a very good scene for him. Yeah, it is. And and really, really like, like people complaining about Kira's dying, like, did you really want Yellow Jacket coming back? Like, is Yellow Jacket, like, yeah. like that good of a character to warrant Not coming really. back? <laughs> exactly. And really, like, if, if Scott could beat him, like, if he was to show up in, like, an Avengers film, they'll just stomp the fuck out of him yeah really yeah i i always call this his ultron moment right here of talking about like (laughs) you know i am the way i am because you let me down oh yeah this is like totally an ultron moment yeah he sees himself as his son Mm -hmm. and he's angry when he learns that scott is like hank thinks of scott as more of a son than him yeah i have replaced you much like kind of like vision sort of thing Uh, which again yeah i I mean i guess he can't because he's gone but i hope in future ant-man sequels vision can hang out just because why not hey he's coming back you got one vision he's coming back oh yeah 100 percent. not gonna keep that character gone yeah i guess we should have gotten some of those uh disney marvel plus shows by now but obviously the pandemic slew, uh, slowed everything down yeah well i think falcon and winter soldier is meant to come out in august and obviously that's oh. not happening now so 
disappointing. Yeah, um, I'm more, I'm, I'm willing to wait if it means yeah. getting them all done. They don't have to edit them and hurry. And that's true. Not, uh, not gonna do what we did on the blacklist, and we're just gonna animate the last episode and have it look really bad. <laughs> that's literally like you, you. It would have been better if you did nothing. Yeah, you did something and you made it worse. <laughs> Like that lady who tried to paint the picture of Jesus and it looked really bad. <laughs> they got her to do the animation. <laughs> yes, yes, they did. Now it all makes sense. Uh. Also, too, it's not like we're going to be hurting for superhero television this month. It's June as we record this and Doom Patrol Season 2 is coming back uh, very soon. Next week? Next yeah. week, I think. with th And three episodes. Nice. So basically a little mini movie. Looking forward to that. Same, same. And we got Stargirl, which continues to kill it every week, so it's a good time. Yeah, and on Marvel's side, we got Asians Just Shield, which is absolutely incredible at the moment. Yeah, yeah, you're telling me how much uh, how much you've really been enjoying it. I, I never came back because, like, two seasons ago, I'm like, no, that's the perfect ending. He goes back to Tahiti. It's all good. That's when it's done. And they're like, no, no, two more seasons. <laughs> And those two seasons are really damn good. Time travel and whatnot. They were just, last episode, they were in the 50s in Area 51. Ooh. It's crazy to think S.H.I.E.L.D. just became its own thing at a point. <laughs> mm, bunt cake. You know, bunt cake always looks delicious, but then you eat it and it never tastes as good as it looks. You notice that? It's like an old, it, it's his perfect old man food. It really, like, really is. That, that, that's something like just he picked up from like the Costco. Uh huh. Uh -huh. With his seniors special, discount. <laughs> need a special tin to make it. <laughs> Look, I, I, Cape Joel of the comic multiverse, am taking a strong stance on bunt cake. I know in 2020 people are taking lots of strong stances, but this is the hill I'm willing to die on. Bunt cake, not worth it. <laughs> yeah. There you go. It's going to be on the cover of every comic book website tomorrow. Joel says inflammatory things about Bunt Cake. <laughs> Is Bunt Cake the new pineapple on pizza debate of the era? <laughs> where where do you stand on pineapple on pizza, Matt? Not to talk politics on the show. Talk <laughs> <laughs> politics. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm okay with it. It's not my favorite, but like if... You know, if there's a pizza and it has it, I'm not going to, you know, flip shit about it. It's yeah. pizza. I'll fucking yeah, eat it. Yeah, I'm about the same. Like, I, I wouldn't reach for it first mm -hmm. or anything, but, like, I'm not going to talk shit about people who do eat it. Like, yeah, I get it. It's, it's you know, sweet and salty, you know. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. I think where a lot of pizzerias fuck up, though, with it is that the pieces of pineapple are too big. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you need the small, small cut ones. Yeah, that they can actually, you know, like, get under the cheese and everything. Because, mm -hmm. you know, like, I, I get it, too. I get the aversion where it's like, it's hot fruit. Who wants hot fruit? <laughs> it's not like, mm, yeah, I get these piping hot grapes in my mouth and everything. <laughs> and then some people are like, being like, oh, well, baked apple. I'm like, well, yeah, baked apple, that's like close to apple pie. And I think you wouldn't bake any other fruit. Yeah. You just have sex with those plans. <laughs> yeah i was gonna say they're, they're sitting there like very uh what's the word like all they're missing is a smoke god i fucking love this plan so much 
You know, you don't even know how much I love this plan. <laughs> Yeah, just sneak into the kids' bedrooms. This is this is his third one tonight. Yeah, really. <laughs> he got oh, all geez. the houses wrong. They all look yeah, really. they all look bigger when he's smaller. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's that like uh, what is it? That's just modern uh, real estate in general in the states now. All these cookie cutter houses. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, I really hope this next one is the right one. I'm feeling like a real creep. <laughs> I swear <laughs> to God, if it's not. Why did I sit in that person's room for so long? <laughs> <laughs> if this isn't the next one, I swear to God, I'm stopping. <laughs> <laughs> now, do I have it right? Is Pena a Scientologist? Didn't I figure that out at some point that he's like actually a Scientologist? Yes, he is. That's slightly disappointing. It is. Uh, I would have thought someone like him, someone who seems very intelligent like him, would have a bit more sense. <laughs> would be smarter not to join a Hollywood cult, but oh well. I mean, I'm sure some people join it just because, like, hey, Tom Cruise is here. Tom Cruise owns a fucking movie studio. Well, he didn't back in 2015, but he does now. I'm sure it's like, hey, this would be good for my career. This will this will yeah, open doors well, for me. Yeah, no, well, that's what I under understand about the cult. Like they they promise, like, oh, because of our connections, we can get yeah. you in movies, and that's obviously happened with people like Tom Cruise. But yeah, if you're you know Joe Nobody, they're not going to yeah. give a fuck. And also, I mean, like Tom Cruise was famous before he joined Scientology, <laughs> as are all these other people. But yeah, that's a that's a great incentive when you're starting a cult. Like, oh yes, look at all of our famous members. Well, so what blackmail do they have on him? Yeah, for real, because they do on everybody. Go uh, go watch that HBO documentary, Going Clear, everyone. Mm -hmm. It's really good. And and Louis Theroux's one. Oh, yeah, he did one, too. That's right. Yeah, the, the more you hear about Scientology, it's like, this is fucking horrifying. Yeah, how do people not see this? Yeah, really. Hollywood glitz and glamour, man. You can get away with a lot. Also, it's funny, you know, he knocked that guard out in one hit. They actually set that up earlier. Yes, yes, they did. Where he was the only one in the prison to knock out that guy who gives them like, yep. the, the going away punch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's called Again, this setup. This movie, yeah, this movie's full of like Chekhov, Chekhov's guns like that, and they just pay them all off. Yep, that's, that's good film writing, which again... People talk a lot of shit about the Marvel movies being like, oh, you know, they're overly simplistic. They're for kids. They're dead. I'm like, there's some really tight script writing here, guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason they're as popular as they are. People know that when they pay to see them, they're going to get this much entertainment, that there's a certain level of quality. Mm -hmm. Unlike, yeah, there's a reason again, these movies do really well. I mean, unlike all the other superhero movies where it's like, oh, this is a real crapshoot. I don't know if this is going to be good or not. Yeah, like a like a certain director said, Ant Man is a fa flavor of the week, but he uh, appears to be n not a flavor of the week <laughs> at no, all. No, 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 and that flavor is ants. <laughs> Slightly chewy, <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of a crunch. Yeah, really. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Ant-Man really is the little film franchise that could, right? Because I remember everyone's like, oh, geez, I don't know about Ant-Man. The the name's kind of silly and everything, but, you know, all the Marvel movies have done so good. This is kind of like a victory lap for them. Mm -hmm. And this film, I think, did really well as well. 
Yeah, it did. It did surprisingly well. Oh no, ants everywhere. <laughs> it's that nightmare I've been having. <laughs> <laughs> This is exactly how I knew I would die death by ant. <laughs> oh no, what's TI doing? <laughs> oh TI. <laughs> You so T.I. T.I. <laughs> Just gotta ghost ride that whip, homie. <laughs> yeah, how, uh, how unrealistic those cops aren't shooting at him already. <laughs> not, to, not to get too current day on you, but that was always the case. It wasn't current. <laughs> Hey, you messing with my plans? No, because it kind of looks like you're messing with my plans. No. I would never do that. Also, Michael Douglas here rocking a, rocking a beige suit. Not everyone can do that. <laughs> Any beige. men with sex dungeons and <laughs> floors full of ants can do that. <laughs> it's the color of unassumingness. <laughs> <laughs> you would never expect a man who owns a beige suit to be a sex pervert. <laughs> yeah. No, no one in a beige suit has ever done anything wrong historically. <laughs> you can you can put that on the what is it the more suit outfitters and Joel from the comic multiverse says no one in a beige suit has done anything wrong historically. <laughs> I joke. I actually tried a beige suit on when uh, I had a funeral to go to. And I'm like, holy shit, this actually looks good on me. I'm surprised. <laughs> Oh, never. That mean you're a sex pervert. <laughs> I mean, never did I think of all the colors that you know would really pop and really you know bring out uh, my eyes and everything. I didn't think it was beige. <laughs> it was weird because it was like beige, but then it was like red on the inside, like fucking okay, Kazuma yeah. Kiryu suit. And I'm like, that's a weird <laughs> color combination. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're arriving at second position, Sky. You got to work your way up to third position. <laughs> Yeah, just go, go go straight there. You'll strain yourself. Yeah, you'll you'll pull out your back, and it won't be good. <laughs> That's what Michael Douglas kept telling you. <laughs> also, you got to hand it to the creativity of these movies too, where it's like you can do a lot with ants. Oh yeah, yeah. There's all types of ants. I like how they use the um. The ones that like can the really small can get into like ele electronics mm -hmm. and conduct electricity. They use the big ones to fly around on. I think those are the ants that fucked up my PlayStation. <laughs> oh no! Little, yeah, little bastard. Yeah, I'm sure we've all seen those things there where it's like, oh hey, you know why is my PlayStation broken? Oh, because a bunch of roaches got in there. <laughs> To which, again, I'm sure Sony's like, you know, maybe don't live in a place that has so many roaches and it won't break your PlayStation. <laughs> I've seen some shit where it's like wasp nests and everything, too, because oh, they geez. like the heat. Yeah, they like the heat, apparently. 
And, you know, they just love Sony products as well, the Wasps. <laughs> They're big fans. They were there streaming the PlayStation 5 reveal, which also happened this week, date myself. <laughs> what do you think of the new PlayStation now that we're here talking about this? Let's, uh, let's put this down on audio. <laughs> yeah, it looks really damn cool. It, again, I feel, and this is going to be weird, and I'm sure people will be mad at me for this. I don't know how I feel about them making it white when the last three were like the big, dependable black bricks, but then also Xbox is also a big black brick now, so... You, you just know they're going to do color schemes or faceplates and stuff. That's that's like a given. I should hope so. Considering how like people go apeshit for, for some reason over... Uh, different control colors whenever they announce yeah. a different control color everyone goes ape shit over it they'll do the same uh, with this yeah and i mean come on the controller i have now is not the controller i started with for my playstation 4 it's one i had to buy later really i've still got my original it's still going oh no i drop mine a lot though <laughs> i i balance it uh quite uh g- quite uncomfortably and then knock it off with my robe when i'm going to bed at night i'm like ah fuck <laughs> now that being said I dropped it like at least two dozen times before it eventually broke. So it's a sturdy <laughs> controller. And even then it didn't totally break. It's just like one of the sticks stopped working. Yeah. Which is one of the worst. That's something I wish they would fix in this next console generation, but I know they won't. Controllers cost too damn much money. They really do. And I, well, they, I have a feeling that the new controllers will probably cost even more because of the oh, of course. haptic feedbacks and whatnot. Ugh. And- why a controller should not cost as much as a game i think that's really fucking stupid and also like at least back in the day in like the ps2 era you had like mad cats and everything making like the counterfeit ones but now mm-hmm. they can't even do that anymore yeah so ant-man everybody ant-man really hates how expensive controllers are now <laughs> he'll, he'll tell you all about it scott lang <laughs> Yeah, just make the internet go faster. Is it yeah. so hard? Just blow on it. Just <laughs> blow the fan out. You know? Yeah, that that works. <laughs> Some other guys who looked exactly like them attacked them. Yeah. I mean, it's worth a try. W- weirder things have held up in court. <laughs> I need to press... I need to send this email. I need to press the button. <laughs> Some Mission Impossible shit. Very. Which is a spy movie, but also has very heisty undercurrents to it. Mm-hmm. They're always stealing something or trying to get in somewhere. Damn it, Cross, don't make me swim up your dick hole. <laughs> I'll do it. Give him a chance. <laughs> don't make me do it. Ah, damn it, he's got a special pim particle cup to protect his dick hole. <laughs> Oh, that's god. Be- he, oh god he wears a catheter yeah that's that's why he's never done it to any villain because they come prepare now with dick armor <laughs> yeah after he did it to that first one it's like uh all the mutants uh enemies they gotta build inhibitor collars we all built dick hole inhibitors <laughs> that's the name of my new punk band dick hole inhibitor <laughs> I like the little, uh, what is it, yellow jacket suit looks like one of those hero clicks action figures. It's about the same size and in the <laughs> same glass tube. 
He's going to take that down to the game shop and whoop so much ass with his exclusive yellow jacket <laughs> hero click. He's going to make all those nerds cry and take their Yu-Gi-Oh cards. <laughs> he did really good on that paint job. Yeah, did he ever? <laughs> it's looking real nice. Mm, lemony particles. Yeah, that's glass vial of my pee. <laughs> that's that's why we had a falling out, uh, Hank Pym. Your particles are red, the color of wild sherry. But I was saying only lemon will be the flavor of the future. <laughs> that's why we couldn't be friends anymore. Or banana, you know, that real artificial banana taste. Yeah, that doesn't taste like banana at all. No, but also kind of has its place, too, because it's like, mm, yes, artificial banana. <laughs> Same with artificial grape, too. <laughs> Any crush fans out there? Oh, yeah, and a Hydra came back, too, at some point, but it's not a big deal. Hydra came back, and I think these guys also work for the Ten Rings. I know at least one of them has right. a... Has a uh, tattoo on his neck right well you know he, he's he's freelance you know he goes between all the major uh, villainous organizations <laughs> they they found him on craigslist yeah no that 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 app that marvel has for the villains. oh hench hench yeah which nick spencer created for his <laughs> ant-man ron hench <laughs> and uh what is it the uh, his new version of the power broker who was the evil app maker yeah I feel like I'm being punched by a very tiny man. I wonder if any of that glass hit anyone, because that was like big pieces a of lot. glass. Yeah, that's a lot of glass. <laughs> I imagine Hank Pym being like, shoot me now and I will become more powerful than you could ever <laughs> imagine. Ow, you did it. <laughs> What if the suit was bulletproof, though? What indeed? I assumed it was. <laughs> I mean, who builds a super suit and not have it be bulletproof? That just seems like a major design flaw. <laughs> like making your console white when I know it's going to get really dusty. Because my console I have now gets dusty and I have to take a paper towel to it sometimes. Yeah. I feel like that's just inventing problems there by having a bright white console. You know what I think it is? I think they may have wanted to do like a callback to the PS1, which is gray for some reason. They're like, hey, should we maybe make this one gray? And they're like, no, gray is drab and boring. Well, it was gray and white. Like, it wasn't, didn't like the, the, the second generation of the PS1 wasn't that white? It was white-ish. I think it was like off-white, like eggshell. Yeah. If we're going to be real, uh, real color nerds. And I mean, we actually haven't seen it in person. That was just like a video render. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> now, this is some good shit. This was all over the trailers, too, this bit. Yeah. Good fight scenes. V very creative, as it should be with a hero who can uh, shrink. I'd like to see, like, the... The like um, unedited like kind of raw footage of just these guys oh, yeah, yeah. flipping themselves through the room, acting like there's some like miniature man flipping them around. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, what was the direction on that like? <laughs> that's that's good stunt work. You got to be able to do that shit.
<laughs> one punch, one punch. <laughs> That's my superpower. Yeah, he's he's the the one punch man of the yeah. cinematic universe. There you go, Michael Pena. Eat your heart out, whatever that guy's name is. I haven't actually <laughs> watched that show. Saitama, you got to watch there One Punch you. Man. You got to watch it. It is on Netflix, isn't it? I believe so. I think right. only the first season is. They uh, they put all of One Piece up to this month, and I'm like, dare I, dare I try and watch <laughs> this 800 episodes? Probably not. <laughs> There's so many episodes, I know they haven't even dubbed them all. Like, I think they stopped at a point. They're like, look, we're going to do these 16 at a time now when we feel like it. <laughs> now, how come Ant-Man didn't get an anime? Blade got an anime and X-Men got an anime. Oh, remember them. <laughs> I try not to. They were really bad. Oh, I think, I think there was a couple of good ones. Yeah, I mean, some of them were okay. I want to say the Iron Man one was pretty decent. Right, because he's basically a mecha, that makes sense. Yeah, they they also did like a bunch of those of like animated movies. Right, that were done in an anime style, which was really fucking weird. Yeah, they had like a Punisher, Black Widow one. With Norman Reedus as the Punisher. Mm-hmm. Sans his funky fetus. That didn't get the laugh I was expecting. Norman Reedus and his funky fetus. <laughs> funky fetus. <laughs> yes. The subtitle to Death Stranding. Yeah, absolutely. And now here we have at the time the saddest death in the Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Universe. I like that that the crazy man's deal is just I'll just shoot at ants. Yeah, really. Surely I'll hit one. And apparently he's really fucking good because he hit the ant he was on. Good for him. No. That's okay. He got to come back to life when they snapped the universe. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, when are they eventually going to do that? Use the snap to retcon people who died and be like, no, I'm back now. Oh, it's going to it's gonna happen. It's oh, yeah. going to happen. I'm key, I keep waiting for Jeff Bridges to come out. Hey, Tony, it's me, Jeff Bridges. I'm alive again. <laughs> Take that, helicopter. <laughs> oh, yeah, shooting a gun inside a small space like that. They all have fucking tinnitus now <laughs> from the loud sound of the bullet. Also, the fact that we can talk over the sound of these whirling helicopter blades and the air rushing in the window. I have been in one helicopter in my life. It was an air ambulance because uh, my mom was working there. And they're like, hey, do you want to ride in the helicopter? I'm like, fuck yeah, I want to ride in the helicopter. <laughs> but the problem is, is that I love to talk, but you can't talk in a helicopter until you hit the button because they can't fucking hear you over the sound of the blades. It's yeah. really loud. <laughs> this is one of those special helicopters that have the quiet uh, blades. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so a part of Cross Technologies, the new Silent Blade <laughs> helicopters for people who love to talk like me. <laughs> I'm very quick at getting dressed. <laughs> yeah, he got in that pretty quickly. Yeah, really. I'm a good boy. I dress very quickly. I like this. The his sound of the lasers are the same sound used in the AT-ATs and Empire Strikes yeah. Back. Yeah. <laughs> Really nice. Oh, the fight they have in the suitcase is super creative. I'm all about that. It is, yeah. And they play Disintegration by The Cure, which is pretty <laughs> solid. 
This uh, this was also kind of pre to every uh, Marvel movie needing to have an excellent soundtrack. This just has one really good song bit right <laughs> here. <laughs> That's a solid joke. <laughs> Also, man, I really want some life uh, preservers right about now. I don't know about you, but I want some candy. <laughs> you, you know, too, I'm sure that was a big deal where it's like, okay, what candy company wants to be part of this moment? It could have been Jolly Ranchers. It could have been a Snickers. Who who wants a piece of this? <laughs> no, if it, if it was a Snickers, Darren Cross wouldn't be as angry as he was. Ah, exactly, because who could be angry with a Snickers? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> Kids, I think the acid's taking. <laughs> why did we take all that acid before having dinner? <laughs> why Why did I go back for another piece of edible? Because I said I couldn't feel it? I'm an idiot. <laughs> Every edible in the world. What do you mean you can't feel it yet, asshole? <laughs> That's a good joke, too. <laughs> I'm Ant-Man. I'm a hero. <laughs> Man, look at these cops actually doing their jobs. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, this is the end of their arc. Yeah, really. They actually did the job and caught the person they were after. They caught the wrong person, but, you know. Or at least not the person who was behind all the evil. I mean, he did still technically break out of jail and do a bunch of other stuff he shouldn't have, but, you know. <laughs> oh, Man, no, thank the God lightning I... made him more crazy. If that was possible. Now, what if that went the other way? Oh, geez, the uh, the electroshock therapy you put me through, it burned away the diseased <laughs> part of my brain. I'm completely cured now. Thanks, Scott. <laughs> yeah, here, you can have the suit. <laughs> yeah, turns out barbaric uh, electroshock therapy was exactly what my crazy ass needed. <laughs> yeah, how fucked up is that electroshock therapy? We're just going to start burning off layers of your brain and hope we burn off the crazy layer. Yep. But, yeah. but don't don't I have other important layers like how to brush my teeth and you know drive eh, you know roll the dice but but but, but you're gay yeah gotta gotta roll the <laughs> dice though man Victorian medicine sucks <laughs> it's like oh, oh it, it worked oh we'll just subscribe leech <laughs> leeches yeah for the bad blood and the miasma in the yeah, air yeah. Man, that suit looks good. Yeah, even better when it's all burnt up. Mm. That sounds cryptic, she says. <laughs> I, 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 feel, I feel like there's a lot of middle part I missed here. <laughs> uh, sex weirdo's always trying to get in Scott Lang's pants. Clearly. Ah, uh, now this is really fucking slick and really fucking cool. Turning a kid's play, uh, room into a friggin' arena for the final fight. It's great. It's great. It's so clever. And you could only do this with Ant-Man. Like, this scene, I think, more than anything, justifies, like, look at the cool shit you can do. <laughs> oh, all these ants are just in her room. She really needs yeah. to tidy her room. Yeah, really. Leaving too many half-eaten Pop-Tarts all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Man, 
many heroic ants lost their lives for this information. Do you think Hank Pym has like an ant memorial? <laughs> yeah, like a little, l- l- like a little uh thing there, like Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, yeah, just yeah. all the names of ants. Yeah, it's and it's this- like the, it's like the Arlington Cemetery. It's all like exactly. like white little like tombstones. <laughs> and this is for Billy and Chuck and Reno and Smokey <laughs> and all the ants who came before. I just noticed he, he he crushed two ants on that bridge, and when when Scott lifted up, there was like ant blood on it. Yeah. Also, <laughs> it's not just that it's a train too, but it's a fucking googly eyed Thomas the Tank Engine yeah. is what really <laughs> makes it funny. Another truly wonderfully quotable moment here. <laughs> Nope, nope, nope. Back it up, back it up. We've got priors. <laughs> uh, ahead of its time, this scene, you could say, not wanting to deal with this. Yeah, all those cops would have just shot that window out straight away. Yeah. And then be like, they fell into our bullets <laughs> repeatedly. Yeah. Hey, look, he's got a jetpack. It's like they had that tech, but it wasn't ready yet for Scott. <laughs> Oh, not the piggy bank. No, there was like four bucks in there and pennies. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's a weird looking dog. Yeah, it's a good thing we set up earlier that she uh, likes ugly things. (laughs) (laughs) True, true, motherfucker. That big giant Thomas the Tank Engine attracts all those kids with autism who are super, super into trains. Super into trains. <laughs> which, which again, I'm just like, that's cruel. But then the more I looked into I'm like, no, that's an actual real phenomenon. People with autism is, are yeah. really into trains. Well, I guess because there's a lot to know and a lot to obsess over. So, and you know, that's the, cool, And yeah. apparently there is a really big uh, YouTube community of them. I've seen that, actually, which is honestly kind of impressive, because, I mean, any YouTube community that can stick around is pretty impressive. <laughs> like, the, like, the only, like, uh, Thomas the Tank Engine I knew was, like, from Shining Time Station back when, like, George Carlin hosted it and everything. <laughs> and again, I'm, like, six. I have no idea who George Carlin is, so to find out later that he's this foul-mouthed comedian who is also <laughs> the conductor is just fucking amazing. Hey kids, today we're going to ride the train and then learn the seven words you can't say on television. <laughs> good uh, good job, stepdad, not being a dick. Good job being a good guy. You defy, uh, define a lot of stereotypes about uh, step-parents in this movie. Yeah. Also, hey, how willing Ant-Man was to make the ultimate sacrifice for his kid. Yeah, it went subatomic and... Yeah continued the trend that was happening at the time of mcu villains losing one of their arms yeah i know right what's up with that very very luke skywalker everyone's got to lose an arm oh there it goes uh, uh, what a fucking way to go <laughs> yeah. and you could you could argue like yeah he's still alive he's in the the microverse yeah you know the quantum realm somewhere he, that that was just his gruesome way of getting in there mm. 
Now, which one of these cells is the coronavirus, and how can Ant-Man <laughs> stop it? Yeah. Well, see, that that's that's it. The, Darren Cross is the coronavirus. Damn it, Darren. <laughs> you dick. There, there it is. <laughs> Found it. Also, hey, way to set up the microverse, which we will revisit later in Doctor Strange, later in Guardians of the Galaxy, and then later in Ant-Man 2. Yeah, this is fucking great. Yeah. Looks amazing. I like how they talk about how, like, oh, it could make you insane. And you're like, yeah, this this could make you insane. It's like fucking 2001 in here. Oh, no, he entered the world with all the kaleidoscopes. <laughs> Not kaleidoscope world. Don't go near every, them. They'll eat you. Every kaleidoscope that was ever lost ends up in this realm. <laughs> it's a silly realm. What's that Simpsons joke? With Marge? She's just like, oh, don't go near the rhombus or something yeah really <laughs> oh my other favorite joke there uh homer when he's in the world of all the shapes he's like oh this place feels expensive i feel like i'm wasting a fortune just sitting here <laughs> that's where uh, that's where uh poor scott is right now in the universe where he wastes a fortune just sitting there some poor cg animator this is years of his life uh, flashing by <laughs> time by pink floyd starts playing in the background Boy, sure is lucky I had one of these. To think if Pim's wife had one of these. Yeah. Oh no, what if he lost it? <laughs> yeah, really. Time to get big. Which never caught on as a catchphrase, time to get big. <laughs> that uh that didn't make uh the cut. This made you sound like a pervert. Yeah, a little bit. I'm gonna get big all over crime. Wait, what? <laughs> come again? Yeah, that was my second attempt uh, <laughs> at, a, at a catchphrase. Come again. That also didn't work. <laughs> oh, kid, I saw some shit in the subatomic <laughs> realm, let me tell you. You're gonna have those NOM flashbacks. Yeah, really, I'm gonna have some nightmares for a while. Also, hey, good job showing that you're a good parent, too, and you were also willing to sacrifice yourself to save the kid who's not even your blood kid. Good good on you, stepdad. Way to defy uh, expectations. Also, you're insured, right? Because <laughs> this is like some serious damage. And away he goes. <laughs> If Ant-Man ever created, like, the ant lair, he should have that uh, giant train there. He had an ant lair in the most recent ant book. Oh, did he now? Yeah. It wasn't... You know what it was? Uh, he was he was crashing on the couch of an ant in Florida. Because <laughs> he, he, <laughs> did, he didn't have any money um, to, to rent. So he just, like, crashed on a house in, in an ant hill that was out the front of, like, a senior citizen's home. Yeah, that's Scott. That sounds about right. Yeah. yeah that's it, right it, it, it was really cool because he's like i just saved the universe with you know war of the realms and all that i did undercover missions as a giant and all this stuff and i i didn't get any money from it <laughs> that's right i forgot too in the spencer run uh ant-man becomes the first hero of florida yeah i forgot yeah. about that yeah he went which back is, there and he's like fighting is, fighting evil drug dealers in the bayous with his daughter 
which you know makes all the sense in the world scott lang is the perfect floridian superhero <laughs> a place that's got you know bass salts and killer crocodiles and disneyland <laughs> and the kkk he really is the perfect hero for that place he fits right in yeah his uh his new villain bath salts <laughs> yeah, it's not a person it's, it's just bath salts <laughs> it's just bath salts and then he teams up with florida man who actually is a superhero all those stories you read about florida man did this that and the other it's all one guy <laughs> oh look and they all get to have dinner together as a nice extended family ain't that cute <laughs> I always get a thing when I see people eating movie food. How much of that do you think they had to eat for every individual take? Because obviously it takes like a million takes. Yeah, and it just sits there. And yeah. sometimes it's not even like food you can eat. It's like show food. Yeah, yeah. Or it's like that. that that's like a dish rag covered in oil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Got to get it that good, uh, good, good uh, look on screen. <laughs> Yeah, dish rag covered in motor oil. For the love of God, don't get it near your mouth. For the love of God. <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna keep the giant ant because why not? Yeah, it's their dog. If anyone, if anyone questions it, we'll just say it's a it's a new breed of pug. Yeah, really. <laughs> it's a new breed of pug never seen before. <laughs> suddenly becomes a big hit and you know like rich moms in the bay area want one <laughs> and here we come back to the louise story gag yet again because <laughs> ah, he's a cultured man louise <laughs> once again with his wallet chain in the museum <laughs> well why is it when i tried to wear my wallet chain in the museum they asked me to leave <laughs> <laughs> They say you're, you're no making a scene. <laughs> yeah, because you're no Michael Pena, sir. Now, this lady came back, didn't she, and other stuff? Yeah. Hey, Stan Lee cameo right at the very end. That's great. All right, I want to say she did. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I, sure. Like it, like, it was a weird thing she came back in, but she did come back in something. Also, talking about guys who uh, climb on walls and everything, them referencing Spider-Man before they ever really got the rights back to Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Guy who swings. <laughs> I'd keep mad secrets for you. <laughs> Did you ask the guy who asked him to ask her? I said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the pause that really sells. It's the me. smile for me. <laughs> yeah, I did it. Oh, well, there's Ant-Man, everyone, and that was a lot of fun. Again, thank you uh, to our number one patron there uh, who asked this one. Again, if you're if you're on the very select tier he's on as well or want to, be sure to check that out, and I will try and get you a movie commentary of your choice. He could have picked anything, Matt, but he picked this one, and I'm glad we could deliver. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. It's a great film. Yeah, nice, uh, nice feel-good movie at a time when we could uh, use some more feel-good. So thank you, everyone, for watching and listening. Be sure to check out uh, Justin's Kickstarter for Red Knight, as I mentioned before, down in the comments section below. 
And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll be back again with a live show uh, next week. Absolutely, we've got lots to talk about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely there. The news uh, piled up there. So thank you everyone for watching and listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Matt and myself will be back again next time, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.